All right, so I am wrapping up uh, the editing of my book, Atheism Kills, as you know. And it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm doing like last minute revisions, uh, making sure that there are a few spelling mistakes, uh, that there's not too much repetition, that sort of thing. I'm kind of, it's cleanup work, right? And as I'm reading it or rereading it, and it's only been a, you know, past couple months that I've been redoing this open, it's just the editing process. And I'm reading these things and I'm realizing, oh my God, so many things have changed in the past two months alone. In my book, for example, I'm talking about the Boy Scouts and how crazy it is that there are lawsuits that are demanding that, get this, girls might be allowed into the Boy Scouts, like, and how absurd that is. And of course, just a couple, I think just a couple days ago, the Boy Scouts announced quite proudly that they're going to allow girls in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> so I thought, oh crap, I have to revise this, right? So I do. So then, <laughs> then I go into, uh, and, and, into another section where I'm talking about um, the transgender issues. And, you know, people are even talking about criminalizing um, you know, people who use the wrong pronouns. That would be absurd. <laughs> oh, then I thought, oh, crap, they already have now started legislation, both in Canada and America, different states, where if you do not uh, correctly uh, give up the pronoun that the person wants, that that will be cause for some sort of liability. Yeah, and criminal or otherwise, right. it doesn't matter. And it's in New York and LA, let alone Canada. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we expect that in Canada. So, <laughs> yeah. so sure enough, I have to change that. Right, right. Then, then I, t then there's another part where I say, you know, they're they're even talking about legislating the concept of uh, sanctuary states. You know, how absurd would that be? And I thought, oh crap, you know, just just this past Sunday. Uh, I read an article where Governor Brown has now made California a sanctuary state. So I have to change that, too. I mean, I, I, it's, what is this? I mean, it's, it's a constant. I think I'm going to have to constantly re-edit my book, what, every month or so? For the next 10 years. For yeah. the next 10 years, because it's getting more and more absurd. I mean, it, it'll, it'll seem anti antiquated, uh, you know, in six months' time, only because the left so desires to uh, bring down the basic core of our civilization, you know, I, I, and even in the book, uh, now, now that I recall it, I now have to change it again. There's this notion of there's, there's no pride in America as, as much as there should be. And the anthem, and people are now talking about the anthem as if it's a bad thing. Well, now I have to add in the whole uh, issue about the, the NFL and how they kneel during the playing of the anthem. And, and that uh, they're, they're trying to destroy the, the basic institutions of, uh, of America. So... I guess the issue for me is how quickly these things are happening. We've talked before about how if we were to look 15 years ago and, and had we been podcasting back then uh, and making predictions, we would, we would make many of the predictions that are now happening, but this is far worse than what we would have predicted. Yeah, I just got a text message. Um, last night, Notre Dame was finally declared a mosque. Remember how we've been? Yes, yes, no, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yes. but you're you're absolutely right, and we've done so many episodes about amazed at the speed. Yeah. Our predictions are absolutely accurate, but we couldn't predict the speed. And you know, it's interesting what you're talking about because, it, especially with the Boy Scouts issue, this is an issue of not the speed of the left on its attack; it's the speed of the surrender by all the normal people. Yeah. Why are the Boy Scouts surrendering? Why hasn't the NFL punished these idiots? Why hasn't uh, 
the, the federal government come in and say, you declare yourself a sanctuary state? We declare your state and local governments illegitimate. You're all under arrest. Right. Why, why, are, why are all the normal people agreeing so quickly? Yeah, because they all want to be loved. That's, that's the, the bottom line. It's so much easier. It's the coward's way out at the end of the day. And that's, that's, that's the notion uh, that we're talking about here. I think the speed can be explained by cowardice. People want to pile on, right, when it comes to a particular issue. For example, what's what we're seeing with Weinstein. Is that how you pronounce it, Weinstein? The, the, the sexual uh, harasser uh, from Hollywood. Uh, no, no. Predator. The predator, yes. Predator. Exactly right. <laughs> right. Right. But, but finally, you know, it, it's, uh, we'll be talking about this on my Sunday show at some point, where, you know, what happens with them is that it gets so bad that eventually even the liberals have to go out against this, this particular guy. Yeah, the dam bursts so wide. So much, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's like the alcoholic. Look, he's just, the, 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 they, they developed such a tolerance for the alcohol over so many years, they can, they can binge drink without, and still be, still be a functioning um, alcoholic, as they say. And he can even drive home, God forbid, but he, he still can. And then at some point, it gets too much, and then they crash, and then they say, okay, you've got a major problem. That's what happens with the sexual harassers in the Hollywood set, right? They've been sexually harassing, and in essence, they've been drunk driving for decades. Yeah, without any crashes, right. relatively speaking. And now they crash. Yeah, and then and then, then they suddenly say, okay, we got to do something about this. Yeah, I it, need help. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna get. To, yeah, exactly right. Anthony Weiner is another good good example of that. Uh, whereas the slightest infraction by a conservative, especially a religious conservative, well, yes, that's just let, let's pile on all dramatic. He so tapped dramatic. his leg in a bathroom. That's right. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He has a wide there's, stance. There's no forgiveness. None, right? But you know, you you have a lot of leeway if you're a Democrat. So it's it's very easy. It, they pile on uh, because they see that the media loves it and they will embrace you. They will applaud you, pat you on the back, and so forth. If you just simply pile on, okay? Now, so for example, if you're a church that uh, says, "Look, we we're, we are for gay marriage." We are four transgenders being priests and reverends and so forth. You, you'll get no, uh, no flack back. Uh, no, what is it? Back flack or whatever. No flack from the, uh, from the community at large. The media will applaud you. Isn't this great? You should be advancing forward. Uh, conservatives will not attack. They will not boycott that church, right? They, they will, they'll say, well, that's unfortunate. They shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but that's not the mission of Jesus. Uh, that's not what uh, the Bible says and such like that. But they won't boycott and, and harass this particular church. Conversely, however, if you don't allow uh, a woman to be a priest, for example, if you, if you don't allow gay marriages to be performed in your church, if you don't uh, force people to, ha- to, to provide uh, services for gay marriages and such like that, well, the piling on begins. It's so much easier to be a liberal. And the reason why it's so much easier is that it, it requires no courage whatsoever, right? It's, it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's the path of least resistance. And that's, as I'm re- rereading my book and re-editing my book, I'm seeing this over and over again. It's, it's, you just pointed this out very well, Ari. It's, it's not that the government is doing it or mandating it, which they are in their own way. It's that we ourselves are, are looking for uh, validation and applause, 
And we think the best way to do that is by way of just making all sorts of rules associated with that, with whatever the, the cause du jour might be, whether it's transgenderism, the, the gay agenda, um, the, the, the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of America and the national anthem, all these things, all of them are, are breaking down of distinctions that make society work. Yeah, and also, and also the overall surrender. Yeah, you know, surrender is a surrender great word. for peace. Yeah, it's just it's so much easier, isn't it? I mean, they, they they do a mental and financial calculation, and they say, look, what's what skin is it off of our back, right? I mean, what? Who cares? So the Boy Scouts admit girls to the Boy Scouts now, and they say, look, well, no big whoop. What do we care? I mean, we'll be loved. The media will love us. You know, it'll revive interest in the Boy Scouts. Why are we uh, tapped in as the conservative group all the time? We don't need to be the conservative group. We want to be loved. Never mind that it will lead to the demise of the Boy Scouts. That's that's yeah. for sure, and right? And the Girl Scouts. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> no I didn't. I didn't have to even say that. We didn't have to discuss <laughs> yeah, that before this obvious. podcast. It's so obvious. Yeah. And and they have a great excuse. They could say something like, "What are you complaining about us letting in girls? It's not like we uh, we didn't already let in gays." Remember <laughs> right, how right. they did that decades right. ago? Right. And we all said at the time, "Well, this isn't good." Right. Right. It, it was a challenge. And so that kind of undermined the Boy Scouts quite a bit. That, but that was their goal, right? And now and it worked. But not, not, not yeah. by putting girls in the Boy Scouts. When they do have Girl Scouts already, then it just—it's not—it's not as if they're saying, "Let's let transgendered girls, you know, girls who think of their boys, into the Boy Scouts," which would be awkward also. But they could at least argue, "We're not allowing girls in. We're allowing boys." Or girls who think that they're boys into the Boy Scouts. Yeah, self-identify. Yeah, so, so therefore they could still say Boy Scouts are for for young young people that identify as boys. That's what they could tell themselves, right? But that's not the issue. The issue is girls, girls who identify as girls should be allowed into the Boy Scouts. Never mind that they have the Girl Scouts. <laughs> and it's 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 just it's mind blowing because it begs the question: What was so wrong with the Girl Scouts? And, and rightfully so, the Girl Scouts are pretty pissed, saying, what's, what's up with this? We have the Girl Scouts. It's, it, it feeds into the issues that girls identify with, not their sexual orientation. It's, it's about their or their sexual identity. It's a, about things that matter to them. So, what, what's going on here? I mean, it's so, it's so illogical. But the answer was easy for them. They decided, we're just going to go for it. We're, we're going to open up the floodgates. Yeah, fundamental transformations here. Let's just let's just yes. bend over and do it. Yeah. The other thing is that um, you know we've talked a lot about, and others like us have talked about how this this multitudinous of gender uh, proliferation seventy six, seventy seven, eighty nine, two hundred forty thousand genders. Right. Right. Well. The issue with the scouts have done something really amazing as far as... And Prager talks about this all the time when it's a good moment for this, of clarification. It proves, no, the left doesn't want more genders. They want less. They want no genders. Right. Understand? They want all of us asexual, not reproducing. All of our pleasure centers are stimulated only by machines and robots. That's the vision they have. Right. And we have a time where we have... Zero genders and one bathroom. Right. Understand? Yeah. 
No, that's it's true. It's the one world governance sort of notion, right? Yes. Where everything will be. You're 100 percent right. It's not that they, they they want to differentiate. They they want to in fact make everything singular. Where we're all it's it, in fact even the pronoun game that they play is going to be, you know, uh, a person who is singular and a, and people who are plural, right? That's that's the only thing that. In other words, the difference between, you know, he, she, and the blur that we'll call G, right? And then the word they, which is gender neutral anyway. Okay, that's that's what they'll say. That this is and people trip themselves up into make to make this this uh, this notion. It's we're a big blur. And you're 100 percent right. They don't don't uh, don't uh, mistake this uh, agenda as though they're trying to. Uh, make it 53 different categories of genders. On the contrary, they have no concern for that whatsoever because there's no way you could manage 53 genders. And it's going to be more, of course, yeah, because 53 you know, why bathrooms, not? 53 clothing options. Yeah, yeah. That, that's no, absurd. It's zero. Yeah, they, 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 they want they, well, one. You mean they want one gender, one size fits all, everyone's the same gender. Well, no genders. So, yeah, you know, that's right. Zero. That's yeah. right. It, it's, uh, you know, today you might play with a, with a penis. Tomorrow you might play with a vagina. Uh, to, you know, the next day you might play with, a, you know, somebody's uh, uh, rectal area. Okay? And, and, and everyone will play with their mouths and such like that. It's just one big cacophony of sexuality. That's what's going to be. And I, you know, I, I don't. I, I do know why, and I don't know why they want it so badly, because, you know, it, the agenda is is one of destruction, right? We've always we we recognize that the left wants to destroy. Perhaps it's because they know that the the one thing, the one thing, that will most effectively destroy a society, a civilization, kind of like finding that one uh, one load bearing uh, uh, column column in a building. If you get that one. It'll, it'll collapse much faster, right? What is that most effective load-bearing load uh, column? It's the distinction between male and female. If you can destroy that, you can destroy all of civilization. Yeah, because you destroy that, you destroy the family, you've destroyed the at, at, atomical building block of all society, everything goes. That's right. Everything goes. Yeah, yeah. And the analogy to Orwell is so brilliant and clear in that if Orwell wrote a book in which the entire aim was to constantly remove words to the point where you had a one-word dictionary, right? With a, it wasn't even a word, just a guttural uh, <laughs> Obama's favorite word, uh, right? Isn't that the goal? One word, right? And you know, it's almost like a, a mantra where they're going ohm, well, but no, just but, uh. but, but Orwell, uh, to your point, Orwell did bring, and this is in my book, by the way, where he did, where, where in, in the 1984 world, they got rid of all sorts of adjectives. So that you're limited in your adjectives. You could, there's good, more good, super good, <laughs> and that's about it, right? But words like beautiful and you know effervescent, you know those words that wouldn't exist. So you're limited in, in, in the kind of shades of gray that you're allowed to use, and and that's uh, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but they're working on not only limiting words, whether it's the N word, which was the first word to perish, or any other word that's going on now, pronouns. Right. They could go to jail for to the elimination of genders. Right. It's, it's under the guise that they're expanding genders. Understand? They're using the the, the sleight of hand to make everyone think that there's more genders. Right. Well, which, there's is, fewer. which is also 1984, yeah. right? Right. I mean, it's down as the new up, and you know, it's yeah. a ministry of peace is the one that starts wars, and you know, <laughs> yes. that's that's the idea. So, I mean, I, I just happened to reread the the whole section about 1984, so it's easy enough for me to to recall a lot of that. Look. 
Here's the funny thing, and this dovetails very nicely into to the next part of our podcast, which is about, about why is it that they want to move into the Boy Scouts, right? Because what we're thinking about how the world, you see these signs throughout, you know, that Los Angeles, the future is female. Have you seen this? Of course. All right. So that's a, it's a mantra that you, you're hearing on the streets and on the radio and otherwise, and somehow the future is female. Yeah, billboards, T-shirts, yeah. all over. Right. Yeah. Okay, let me make this very clear to you ladies out there, if you still call yourself ladies, right? Zs. Zs, that's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and to your men out there, to everyone uh, who – or to the one kind of gender that you all are. Yeah, okay? Just say all you Zs and Zs out there. That should cover <laughs> there you everyone. Go. <laughs> so – let me make it very clear to you. The, the future is not feminine. It is, in fact, going to be masculine. Okay? Now, you think, well, what are you talking about? No, trust me, it's going to be masculine. You're already showing it. Let me prove it to you. Okay? First of all, uh, all the action movies that you now are seeing, you're seeing fights between men and women. And they are having martial art type kicks and fightings and everything else as though... The, as though there's no distinction whatsoever. There's, there's not a moment do they think that, gosh, you know, do we want to really have a man kicking a woman in the face like that? No, it's perfectly legitimate somehow. But let me ask you, do you, do you equate martial arts and fighting and combat with things that are masculine or things that are feminine? TikTok, go. It's masculine. Masculine. Of course. Duh. All right? Of course. So, but they think that by, by bringing women into the picture that somehow they're feminizing it? I don't think so. No, you are walking into the male world, okay? Just like the girls who are leaving the Girl Scouts and going to the Boy Scouts, well, they're going into the male world. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that action-adventure movie that stars a plethora of major movie star males Doing basket weavings and quilt knitting. Yeah, and talking over tea, right? It's, <laughs> it's just, it's not going to... The, the, the brotherhood of the traveling um, magic chalk strap. Yeah, know? it's, no. it's not going to happen. <laughs> People are not interested in that, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there, is, there isn't a place for that in, among women's, among chick flicks, as they, as they call it. But that's not the... He's still hold laughing. On, hold <laughs> on. The brotherhood of the magical prostate exam. All right. You know. Yes, yes. No, you don't see that. Uh, you, you don't. No. It's a... Uh, <laughs> So your point is, the more feminine or uh, future of feminine they, they push this, the more male the women behave anyway. Well, right, exactly. Right? I mean, look, you can prove this easily through the arts and particularly pop entertainment. I would just talk about movies, for example. Uh, and entertainment is a reflection of our cultural norms, right? And so things are different now. When you have these women fighting, and like Angelina Jolie, and you know all these tough things, and they're fighting, and no one, not even not not a character in the movie says, "I don't feel good about kicking a girl." No, that's they're, they're way past that, right? So the same thing with the, it started with Sigourney Weaver and Alien, right? It's, it's which is okay in a different way, but nevertheless, it's all about fighting, it's all about combat, it's all about strategizing, uh, and and violence. And even the superheroes are, are all about that, too. They pay lip service to uh, something feminine, uh, like, for example, Wonder Woman, which just came out. And make no mistake, by the way, she's doing all these amazing you know, uh, acts and such. This is just Hollywood, my friends. You, you, you do understand that she's not actually fighting, right? Okay. She, she wouldn't have that capability to fight a man the way that the movie suggests that she could. But they, they have her, they see, there's a little baby at one point in the movie, and she kind of 
coos to it because she, she, she's drawn naturally to it. You see, well, there's, there's her feminine side for all of two seconds, right? The rest of the movie she's fighting. But it's, it's all about being a masculine and that that is somehow the, the, the noble ideal. And that's exactly why everyone's talking about the girls becoming, going into the Boy Scouts and not the boys going into the Girl Scouts. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that curious? Yes. And it's not a transgender issue, yeah, because right? Because you would think that if, if all things being equal and the left wasn't trying to enforce this weird polyglot of, of agendas on it, it would be, hey, boys, if you want to weave a basket and sell some cookies, you're welcome to hang out with the girls right. over here. But that's not happening. Yep. That's they right. don't even invite us. Right. That's what if exactly we right. want to weave a basket right. and, and share our, our menstrual cycle? Right. You know, when we bleed after too much hot sauce. All right. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez. <sighs> I always worry. It's like it's like on a podcast, I'm I'm walking through a minefield with this guy. What boom, there it is. Okay. Hopefully that's the only mine it's wave fine. we'll step just on today. Just don't take me to the opera and everything will be okay. <laughs> All right. So look, uh, we talked about the, the cultural norms, right? So compare, for example, music in the old days. And in the old days, I'm, I'm just talking about like the Beatles and before the Beatles, where the, the Beatles would talk about love, um, like you're going to lose that girl, right? Because you're not treating her right, right? You, you need to respect her. In, in essence, they're saying treat her like the, the woman that she is and respect her and understand what she, she wants, you know, show her flowers, show her love. And, otherwise, you're going to lose that girl, and then there's, she loves you, right? Uh, I want to hold your hand. These are really wonderful sentiments. They, they appeal to the feminine side. That's part of the reason why the Beatles were so successful. They talked about love through the perspective of women, and these are men talking about that. So it's a nice combination, right? Yeah. It, it, in addition to the great musical innovations that they advanced, the lyrics themselves were, were different, it was about love from a female perspective. They always talked about it that way. It was about the gentleman because the, the that's gentleman. how you would talk when right. you were with a lady. This is not how you talk with your when you're with the guys. Right. With the guys, it's I want to grab her. Right. 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 No, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But even even other um, songs from that day, a lot of times the the men would talk about women with the viewpoint of men toward women, which is natural. You would think that, I want this girl. She's so hot. She's so fine, right? Which is nice. She, she's really beautiful and all that stuff, but it's still from the perspective of the man. And that's part of the reason why the Beatles did so well. But we're not talking about the Beatles just for the Beatles' sake. I'm talking about the change in music. The change came from uh, woman-oriented love to now male-oriented lustful uh, a, a, you know, a, approach to, to sex. So women are now singing about this, right? They're saying, I, you know, I, I, I can give so you... Me so horny. Me so horny, exactly, good example. Uh, it's all about the, the visceral lust that a man has. So the women are now are singing from the perspective of male approach to, to, uh, to sex. Yeah, me so horny, my lovely yeah. lady lumps. That's right. You know, <laughs> there's, like, there the are so many examples now yes. and they're using, you know, you know, uh, really, you know, vulgar words to express it. Um, Al Alanis Morissette, you know, she used the word, the F word, no problem at all uh, when that came out in the early 90s. And it's just gotten more and more vulgar ever since. And um, the, the, the word bitch comes up quite a bit now. And it's just this vulgarity. And it's all from the perspective of the man. So, again, which one is which is it? Do you associate with? Is it masculine or feminine? Answer: Masculine, of course. 
ladies, don't be fooled. Don't think that you're, you're feminizing the men. You're just becoming men. You're just saying, I, I surrender. I, I will be like you guys. And, and again, why, why it's going from the Girl Scouts to the Boy Scouts, not, not vice versa. You are, just, you are just seeking to become men, to masculine, masculinize yourself. It doesn't mean... Yeah, but involuntarily, it's, too. It's like a forced oh yeah, of transition, which yeah. is so interesting. I told you... Uh, well, they, was... they demonize the feminine. That's the, yes. that's the point. Uh, a PragerU video just came out exactly on this point, and it's a good one, where uh, she talks about the three things that are just so fundamentally different between men and women. One is that um, the women are just not as strong. They don't want to go into combat as much. Um, they don't, they're not interested in casual sex, at least not in the same degree that men are. Um, and then finally, they're not as deeply motivated by work as men are, right? I mean, but, but in all three of those areas, women are pushing to get into that as if somehow that's the ideal, right? I want to go fight. I want to, I want to risk my life and limb. Really? Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, and then they, you know, I want to have casual sex just like men do. Okay, you wanna you wanna live that life? Uh, you know, we don't. You we know, don't it's, judge, it's fine, whatever. You know, yeah. frankly, frankly, I'd like to temper down my libido. I'd I'd like to just be able to think only of my one wife and and just love love her only and only think in terms of the most intimate sort of sexuality, and that's the only thing that can turn me on. But the reality is, I'm I'm very attracted to the visual, right? Like any man is. Okay, so but you want that. <laughs> You know, be careful what you want, lady, right? That's what we say. And then finally, uh, with respect to the work, right? We, we focus so much on work, it gives us our identity. But it, they can't do that. Women just don't have that ability. They can get some meaning out of work, of course. I'm not, I'm not pooing that. But we get all of our identity. We, the intensity with which we work is very different. But, they, but they don't, they're not pulling us away from that. They're, they're on the contrary, rushing to masculinism. This is kind of obvious, right? Yeah, and it's it's the same dynamic. A couple of years ago, in a women's magazine, remember that whole thing, um, the whole "Born This Way" uh, movement, where uh, and, and it's bled over into the trans uh, trans movement. But remember how it was: gay is not a choice; it's the way you were born. Yeah, that's right. Then when the trans movement happened and became, you know, accelerated a couple of years ago, there was this fascinating article in a women's magazine about a married couple with a man decided, like Caitlin, there was a woman inside fighting to get out, right? And he went through the whole thing. And the article is about how his wife and daughter accepted him, and this was wonderful. But you know what they never mentioned in the article? Hasn't that wife now been forced to become a lesbian against her will and that she wasn't born that way, but she's chosen it? Or better yet, it was chosen for her? Wait, 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 wait. You you are actually thinking about the concerns of the other people involved in this picture? How how shallow of you. Funny, my (laughs) virtue and and values and conservative (laughs) belief system forces me to do that. You are a shallow man, sir. When I see a war happen, I feel for the victims. Right. (laughs) That's right. It just happens. That's right. But it's, it's amazing how the same thing is happening here. They're forcing women to become men almost involuntarily. They're forcing women to get punched in the face just like a man in a barroom fight scene just because. Right. I mean, And then telling her how virtuous it is. Yeah. You know, this is is going to be the subject of one of our Sunday shows, what you just kind of talked about, which is that they don't think about 
other people and how they may be affected in any of their policy issues. The, the transgender issue, for example, the classic one is, you know, they, well, they, I mean, what motivates this whole agenda is that the feelings of this transgender person and how he or she feels when they go into the bathroom of their, you know, origin, the birth origin, right? Uh, and isn't that terrible? And no one, no one ever stopping to think, well, how does it make the people who are otherwise Already in, in there, there feel? Right, the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the normals, right? Oh, I can't use that word. But how, how does it make them feel, right? I mean, when a woman is in the bathroom or locker room and a man comes in, or a person with a penis, let's put it that way, comes in, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, and, and then says, and, and then they, they have no feelings on the subject? You think they're just, they're jiggy with this? But you think there's no impact? Seriously? And then the same thing applies to everything else that they do. Like, they're all very good about um, wanting to pull away from Iraq, and they wanted to pull away from I- Iran, the nuclear, the nuclear deal, for example. Not thinking, of course, at all that, yes, it's, it's great for Obama in terms of his uh, ability to say they achieved a deal, but not thinking, of course, about making America completely vulnerable to a nuclear attack. Um, and, and all the other things that we can we can argue, w- affirmative action, right? It it it, it purports to help uh, people with um, uh, a darker pigment of their skin, uh, but never never consider the impact that it has in every other aspect of our society and how dangerous it is. Yeah, and, to clarify and how racist that one, it which is. I think makes it even more powerful, is it helps people with a darker pigment to their skin who feel like they're not getting a leg up, but it ignores all the people with a darker pigment to their skin who are doing just fine. Right. In yeah, succeeding point. the rungs of, of challenges. Yeah, the point success. is they're not thinking about the other the other side of the, the equation. Yes. That they only you know, it's like looking at E equals MC squared and you you forget about the E part. You know, just just I'm just looking at one side of the equation. Right. You or know. two or a couple who decide to get a divorce who have three or four kids because one of them is unsatisfied with right. some aspect of marriage, forgetting about well, what about the children who are now gonna be <clears throat> unsatisfied with the state of divorce? Right. It's it's you know it's, it has it doesn't even occur in this self centered no. culture. They, they don't Think about con- consequences is of little concern to them, and then they don't think about the consequences to civilization itself, right? You and I see this car going over a cliff, right? And we we are saying, guys, if we continue this direction, and we're going at a fairly fast speed as well, uh, we not only need to slow it down, but we also need to turn this car to the right, and then maybe even do a U-turn. That's what we need to do. Right. And you and I were only mistaken on one thing. It was going a lot faster than we thought it was. Yes. And we already thought it was going fast. Yeah. It, it's, it's a real challenge. And, but, you know, they don't want to say the thing of the consequences because they're concerned, of course, what feels good at the time. They want to be liked, whatever that might be. And, uh, and so, you know, damn all the consequences. They don't want to think about the consequences. And this is how a society collapses. This is why Rome collapsed. Nobody stopped to think about uh, the inevitable consequences of all the hedonism that was going on, the, the, the gladiator games, the, the orgies, the incest, the, the polygamy, the, <clears throat> the lack of concern, the, the fact that they hired uh, barbarians to, to fill the ranks of their, of their army. That you, did you know that? I mean, that, that's all they did. Yeah, at the we end. saw that at West Point about a week <clears throat> and a half ago with a graduate wearing a Che Guevara shirt Underneath his his tunic, and the words "communism will win" written underneath his hat yeah. that he posed with. That's an example of us allowing barbarians into our army. Right. Well, good news on that. He's he's going to be expelled, 
uh, for one thing, and he's also going to be court-martialed. So, you know, look, uh, the fact that he thought that he could get away with it is interesting. I think that's your point. Yeah, but point. he's not the only one. Bradley Manning, Bo Bergdahl, you yeah. know, I mean, they just keep coming. Yeah. It's, uh, if we, if those are the ones we know, right? <laughs> right, that's true. That's the tip of the iceberg. Um, uh, look, uh, I, just going back onto the distinction between men and women, it's such an important distinction. We, we do not realize how important this is. This is a fight that you as the listener need to get involved in. You, you must fight back. You must <clears throat> not only fight for the distinction between male and female, but love the distinction between male and female. Why wouldn't you? I mean, this is the good news. This is where hope lies, I think, Ari. I, I've always loved that distinction between men and women. I, I don't profess to know everything about women. I certainly don't. They're a mystery to me, as I suspect that men are, are a mystery to many women. But I think that's part of the joy of life, is that you don't know everything, that you're constantly learning. Um, little nuances of what what triggers a, a woman's interest in a man, what what she finds sexy, uh, what what she finds beautiful, right? And likewise, you know what what triggers us, what's important to us from a value point of view. I I find, for example, I, I'm very attracted to my, my wife is so beautiful. I'm so happy to have her, and but every time that she goes mountain biking with me, for example. I, I'm, I'm even a little bit more lustful toward her, right? And I don't know why. It's just something about that, right? And likewise, she'll tell me whenever I clean up the dishes or help out and, and give her a tender word that she's all the more lustful toward me about that. She's, yeah, but you see, those things are personal. They're not institutional. If, you, if she joined the, the Mountain Biker Consortium... Right. of male mountain biker champions, you would find that very unsexy. If you join the basket weaving and dish doing consortium... No, no, you, you can go too far. It's true. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's the hint of it yes. that matters, okay? Exactly. But, but we're not drilling down. I'm simply saying that there are differences. Yeah, but... but and, and, and the, and the, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking about the differences. The yeah. differences are, I mean, small things to big things. The fact that women... Uh, are more interested in the nurturing aspect. That's kind of an obvious one, right? And we're more interested in the protecting side of things. But even the smaller things, like I didn't, and things that you don't realize, they, they crop up all the time that you don't realize is a difference. Um, when a woman hears a siren, for example, when she's in, in traffic, you know, at a stoplight, and you hear a siren, when you and I hear a siren, we have no idea where it is. We eventually see it, and then we know where it's coming from, right? But very often, more often than not, we don't quite know exactly where it is, especially if it's far away. If it's right behind us, that's a different story. But a woman, she'll know right away where it's coming from. There's all sorts of reasons why. But I didn't know that. That's kind of interesting, right? But likewise, um, a woman will be fascinated by the things that motivate us. They don't know, for example, that we don't care about feelings. Feelings are not our motive. I mean, feelings do not motivate us. It's, it's, we don't explore our feelings. We don't sit around and talk about how the way this man, you know, supposing counsel, for example, in my business, said something made me feel less than or whatever, right? I mean, these are words that women would use. And, but they, they still kind of expect men to think that way. And we, we just don't think that way. It's not, it's not part of our makeup. And it, to explain this to a woman is really a challenge sometimes, that we are motivated by courage and integrity and, and honesty. 
these are things that, and, and bravery, right? I mean, the, the, the notion of getting out of ourselves and conquering fears, we like that. We like that a lot. We judge a man based upon how much he's, you know, overcome an obstacle. That's, that's when we respect that man, right? A woman, it's a different animal, just a different thing altogether. And as they say in French, vive la différence, right? Live the difference. So, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And isn't that enjoyable? Isn't that, isn't that something that, that you would aspire to, that you would want in your life, to appreciate the differences? But now, as I think about it, I think I've answered my own question. I think, Ari, that the reason why they don't is because it's hard work. Or in fact, it's work at all. It's more like what you said. They want to blend it all together. They want to make it all one. Part of the reason why, like you said, from 53 genders to one gender, right? Why do they want to do that? Because it's easier. It's just easier. You know, we all think the same. We all have all these, these enormous amounts of feelings. We all want to kick ass with the bad guys, you know, video guys, of course. And um, we all want peace. It's all about love. You know, there are no distinctions. That's it. You know, Are you saying the left is not in favor of diversity? <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's interesting. I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, that, I didn't mean that. I, uh, the word diversity I, to me sounds like a, a they plural version of the word different. Yes, and distinctions. No, they have no interest in diversity. They never have. It's, of course not, but they is, use it as an excuse. Of course. To, of course. It's, it's, the, it's the latest thing where if you listen to what they do, they say... What they're doing is the opposite. Oh, we love diversity. We're so diverse. Uh, we get rid of all differences. Well, uh, this is the freedom of speech crowd, right? Right. right. They, they, that's the last thing they want is freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, because they, they've got this big honking exception, which always swallows the rule, which is hate speech, right? Yes. Well, I don't like what you say. I determine it to be hate speech, and therefore uh, you can't speak it. Yeah, right. or the triggering. He said N-word. Uh, can't he handle N-word? Is, yeah. is there something about him, beyond his skin color, that causes him to be so emotionally fragile that when he hears N-word, he gets violent? Yeah. Well, don't trigger him. <laughs> Another interesting thing, and this connects to what you were just saying and the Weinstein scandal, is isn't it interesting that the Weinstein scandal has... You have a, a entire industry that talks about the, the dangers of rape culture. And remember the Rolling Stone article about rape culture on campus that was a fraud? Of Whatever course. happened to their rape culture article about Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, they never did no, one. No. Funny. Silly me, I should have mentioned. But isn't it interesting that this what you're seeing right now is basically a, a scream of help at the revulsion of the lack of chivalry of an entire industry? Right. Right. Aren't they arguing for conservative chivalry, conservative respect for women, conservative men are men, women are women, and you treat a woman like a lady she is, and you act like a gentleman because you've been brought up through something called, like, Boy Scouts? Well, here's the funny thing, is that they've lived, they created a world where they don't want men to treat women like women, and then they're so shocked, very shocked. When, 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 when they don't. When, when they don't. <laughs> right. And, and, and when they treat them like, like men, basically. You're telling grab, us... Grab, grab, grab. Yeah. You're telling us that women have the same lustful desires as men. And after all, the women are thinking about it, you know, with the P word and the D word and everything else and the F word over and over again in their songs. And then men say, okay, cool. You're, you're, you're jiggy with sex the same way we are. We're, we're casual about it. You're casual, apparently, too. And then they, they want it the same way. And then... And then they pursue it, and then they say, hey, not so fast. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said 
No, I, I well, no, you need to know. Yeah, I thought you said so, I could grope you. No, I didn't have right. to talk to you or yeah. buy you dinner. We're, we're masculine except those times that we're feminine. Uh, right. W- well, when? I mean, I, they, they, they have no training. That's the, that's the beauty. And this is what I try to explain to my son and to my feminist sisters. And for that matter, uh, all, all of my liberal, liberal friends, I, I tell them, look, the reason why I want my sons to let the woman out of the elevators first why I want them to hold the door for women is because it's a constant behavioralist thing for them to appreciate that men and women are different, that women are special and you need to treat them not as men. That's, that's the reason why we do it. When a woman stands up, walks into the room, try to stand up. You do that for an older person as well, but nevertheless, especially when a woman comes in, understand this is a woman. A lady is walking into the room, please stand up, Okay. It's for you, just as much as it is for them. In fact, it's more for you, the male. It's a behavioralist thing that you're triggering. And, and we need a training manual, right? I mean, this is the way things work in life. You don't just start working as an employee in, a, in an office without having any sense of what what the, what the, the job does, what the business does, <laughs> yeah. or, or what their processes and procedures are, <laughs> right? You don't you don't just go to uh, you know a marathon and start running. You you train ahead of time. There's all sorts of things that you do to prepare. But when it comes to dealing with women and such like that, well, you're just expected to to know what they're feeling, you know, to know uh, how they work. No, you you that's not the way it is. As 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 young as you can, you start your boys off standing up for ladies, holding the doors for them, and things like that, because you're training them, because you cannot figure out the difference. There are differences between men and women. It's so basic, and we ha- the fact that we have to say that on a podcast or anytime. Uh, it, it's it's getting to the level of like that movie idiocracy. You know that the 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 fundamentals of the way things we the way we understand things is all falling apart, and we have to start explaining. You know, here's why you have to wash yourself, right? It's a good thing to wash yourself. Here's why, you know, you you don't want to um, you know imbibe drugs all the time. Here's why you don't want to drive drunk. You know, here's why you you don't want to you know rape people. Here's I mean, it's, what what is it with you? You know, not not you, Ari, but what is it with no, you, them. society? Them, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the matter? Why do we have to explain these basic things for you? You know, it, and and do you ever ask yourself the question? I mean, you you may love this idea of putting everything as one big gender, like gender soup, as it were, right? You know, it's a puree, you know, <laughs> mixed with cauliflower, broccoli, carrots, and beans, or whatever it is, and and you may think that that somehow is appealing. You know, God bless you. But do you ever think? Did you ever ask yourself the question? You may come to a different conclusion, but just ask yourself the question, why do we have this distinction at all? Why do we have the difference between men and women? Why, right? I mean, men have parts, women have parts. Why, not, why didn't God or nature, if you want, uh, just make one kind of blob, right? Like, like the blob that you want, apparently. Why didn't he just give us the ability, let's say, of... Uh, Having some sort of technique where we just have sex with anybody. Forget about male or female. Or ourselves, like starfish yeah. or something. Yeah, good example. Or the ability to clone ourselves. I always kind of joke around, like, maybe you can clip a fingernail and, uh, and put it in the ground, and boop, here comes another human. Looks just like you. You know, that's a very effective way of reproducing, right? So why is there a difference? Why? 
And and why does it why does it seem like men have certain um, skills that are stronger than women and vice versa? Why? I mean, come on. Let, let's face it. You have a reality check in your life. Don't tell me that your mom was exactly like your dad. You know that. You know that they were very different. Chances are your mom was more the nurturing kind that you could talk to and get your feelings out, especially when you're a child. And your dad was more of the gruff kind uh, who just wanted to kind of get things done. And he right? taught you how things worked. And he taught, yeah, this and he gave you, you... This is how you build this, this is how you fix that. Right. And he was the fixer and mom was the listener. Okay? But, and, and, and that, I, I guarantee you, 95% of our listeners would, would nod their head to that. There are exceptions, of course. But, but they want... It, 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 it's the fact that they don't even ask the question. That's what's very troubling to me. It's the it's the uh, a society that no longer asks basic questions. That's why that's why we had the global warming, uh, you know, conundrum. Because just last uh, weekend, for example, I was uh, at a at a party, and this one woman who's actually not even a liberal; she's a moderate. Uh, she has holds many conservative positions. And I told her, it somehow came out, I assumed that she was uh, against global warming as a notion of, of, of that, that it was some sort of conspiracy and that man was causing it and all that stuff. And I said, you know, that, I mean, that's garbage, right? The Al Gore thesis is all garbage. And she looked at me preposterously like, I can't believe you. I, somebody I respect so much, somebody who was so smart, I can't, just, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that you wouldn't do that. And I, and I said, I said, let me ask you four questions. And I gave her four questions about global warming. And she said, I never thought of it that way. And I said, isn't that funny that you, you didn't respect me for a little bit because you thought I was so intelligent and yet I didn't believe in the claptrap of the global warming enthusiasm, right? And then I asked you some basic questions and I reversed you completely. And I, isn't that interesting? I ask questions. That's why I got to where I am in my position on global warming, because I ask questions. You ask no questions, and you think you're brilliant. Because what? Somebody else told you to think a certain way? That this is, this is what passes for intellectualism today? So we're living in a society today where no one is asking questions. That's the problem. No one, it, when it, and it goes all the way back to the, to the Boy Scouts and and the, the sanctuary cities and the transgender issues and all the other things that, are, that, that, are, that we've been talking about today, about how we're changing from a feminine uh, culture to, that, that are appreciated, appreciated women to a culture that, in fact, uh, despises all, thing, fem, all things feminine. That's what's really going on. And the reason why we are getting here is that nobody's stopping to say, where are we going? Why is it happening? Why are things the way they are? And until we do that, we will continue to be that car that goes mercifully, no, mercilessly, zooming toward that cliff to its ultimate doom. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week.